St. Anthony and the miracle of the Eucharist. In Rimini, when the heretics had made fun of him, ridiculing him when he spoke of the Eucharist, St. Anthony turned away from them towards the sea and spoke to the fish. They raised their bodies out of the water and perched, listening attentively to the homily given by St. Anthony. After he finished, St. Anthony blessed the fish and they returned to the sea. Word spread throughout the town and heretics by the drove were converted. But there was one man, Bonvillo, who wasn't impressed. He challenged you who hold the fish spellbound, let's see if you can do the same to my mule. The heretic would starve his mule for three days. At the end of that time, St. Anthony would stand on one end of the square holding the Eucharist and Bonvillo on the other with a pail of the animal's favorite food. If the mule went to St. Anthony first, the heretic would stop persecuting Catholics. The beast was starved for three days. St. Anthony fasted and prayed for three days. On the third day, St. Anthony celebrated Mass at the local church. He processed the consecrated host with him into the square. It was packed with heretics on one side and converts on the other. Bonvillo brought in his mule. St. Anthony went to one corner of the square with the Eucharist in his hand. The heretic moved to the other side with the pail of delicious smelling food in his. St. Anthony gave the animal a little sermon. Creature of God, in his name, I command you to come here to adore him so that it will give truth to all of the real presence of Jesus in the blessed sacrament. The mule, ignoring his owner and the food, went directly to St. Anthony and the body of Christ. He knelt down on both legs and lowered his head in reverence. When all were convinced that the Lord had won out over the heretic, St. Anthony blessed the mule, who then got up and proceeded to eat all the food in the pail. Heretic Bonvillo followed his mule's example. He went down on his knees, head bowed to the ground in adoration of the blessed sacrament. He was converted back to the faith. Before St. Anthony left Rimini, he had converted all the heretics in that region. His courageous and uncompromising defense of the true presence of Jesus in the Holy Eucharist has given birth to some of the very documents and teachings used in seminaries for almost 800 years, affirming and reaffirming the heart of the church, our Lord, alive in our midst, this to our future priests, the shepherds that will lead us to the Father. He preached, upon the altar there takes place the transubstantiation of the bread and wine into the body and blood of Jesus Christ. That body which the Virgin begot, which hung upon the cross, and was placed in the sepulchre, which rose again the third day and ascended to the right hand of the Father. This body, the church today and every day presents and distributes to her faithful. After the death of St. Francis, Anthony returned to Assisi. The little band which had followed the poor one had grown into thousands. Organization was needed, headship, elections were held. Little known six years before, St. Anthony was nominated and elected Minister Provincial of Emilia in Italy. He was more of a companion to the friars than a superior, 
He asked them to consider him one of them, to regard him as a servant available to them at all times. Following the example of Christ, Anthony would wash the feet of his friars. He loved to go into the kitchen in each of the friaries and help the brothers clean and cook. He wrote, a superior ought to be loved rather than feared. Love makes bitter things sweet and heavy things light. Fear makes even easy things burdensome. His living testimony, his words to bishops, could be counsel to anyone who would lead. The prelate who wishes to rule well the people entrusted to him must be wise, humble, and strong, must color his words with Christ's humility, commanding with kindness, love, and understanding. The Lord is not in the fury of a wind or the tremor of an earthquake, nor in a roaring blaze. The Lord is in the quiet whisper of a gentle breeze. One of the most beautiful paintings of St. Anthony portrays him with the Christ child in his arms. The tradition around this painting is authentic as it was not only passed on by a reliable eyewitness, but has survived the test of time, close to 800 years. Whenever St. Anthony was not able to return to his monastery, he stayed at the homes of friends or villagers. One night, after St. Anthony had long retired, his host was awakened by a bright light coming from St. Anthony's room. He listened at the door. He heard noises. He peered through a crevice. St. Anthony was kneeling beside a table with a large volume on it. An infant was standing on it. He was smiling, playing, turning the pages of the book beneath him with his tiny, chubby feet. If not for his breathtaking beauty, he could have been an ordinary child. A soft and misty aura hung in the air, surrounding him. A heavenly fragrance of flowers came rushing toward the onlooker. The child leaned upon the saint's chest and caressed his face gently and tenderly. Heavenly music and the fluttering of wings filled the room. The army of angels was there. The child whispered in St. Anthony's ear. There was someone there. St. Anthony turned toward the door and the intruder. His host knew he had been detected. The next morning when his host greeted St. Anthony, he asked, Father, what did Jesus tell you? St. Anthony replied, He told me that your house will flourish so long as it remains faithful to Mother Church, but that it will be crushed by misfortune and become extinct when it goes over to heresy. His prophecy came true when years later the family did go over to heresy. St. Anthony was a priest, and through his faithful yes to that priesthood, miracles came about. Mm. The faithful came in droves. The hours he spent in the confessional, thoroughly poured out and exhausted to the point of dropping, were enough to have taken his life at 36 years old. Maybe the most moving quality penitents saw in Anthony was the compassion behind his uncompromising living out of the gospel. With this, he even touched the most stubborn hearts. One time, a young man confessed, among other sins, that he'd kicked his mother so violently she fell to the floor. St. Anthony burst out passionately, the foot that kicks the father or mother should be cut off. The young man returned home and chopped off his foot. 
It soon reached St. Anthony, who immediately followed the grieving parents to their son to their home in their son's bedroom. St. Anthony prayed, holding the severed foot close to the leg of the repentant son. He made the sign of the cross, and instantly the foot became attached to the leg. Another miracle chronicled by art over the centuries is the miracle of the miser. St. Anthony spoke out strongly against the tyrannical bondage of money. People worked very hard for very little. Very often they had to turn to money lenders to survive. St. Anthony was asked to preach at the funeral of one such money lender. Don't bury this corpse in sacred ground. Bury it in any other place as you would the body of an animal, because his soul is already in hell and his heart no longer in his body. In him, the words of the gospel have already been fulfilled. For where your treasure is, there will your heart also be. When they opened the body of the miser, his heart was not there, but with his beloved money in his treasure chest. In Ferrara, a man was tormented with jealousy towards his wife and wouldn't touch their child, the newborn child, because he was convinced that she had been adulterous. St. Anthony took the child in his arms and spoke to it. I beseech you in the name of Jesus Christ to tell me clearly who your father is so that everyone can hear. The baby spoke not as a child but as an adult and said very strongly, This man here is my father. Turning to the man, St. Anthony said, Take your child and love your wife. She's faultless and deserving of your everlasting gratitude. As heretics never slept, neither did the saint. One day... St. Anthony accepted an invitation to eat with these heretics, hoping to convince them to repent for their sins. But they gave Blessed Anthony food laced with deadly poison. But the Holy Spirit told Anthony of the plot, and Anthony reproached the men in a friendly manner. The heretics replied that they had wanted to check the truth of the biblical statement, even if they drink poison, it will not harm them. They tried to convince him to eat, promising that if he, were, if he was unharmed, they would believe in the gospel. The saint made the sign of the cross over the food, ate it, and felt none the worse. When they saw this, the heretics converted. In Lisbon, the body of a boy was found buried in the garden of Blessed Anthony's family. The king's executioner had Anthony's father arrested for the boy's murder. Although the saint was in Padua, he learned of this fact through divine inspiration, and a divine miracle brought him to his native city of Lisbon. He went to the executioner and asked him to exonerate his family. The executioner was unwilling to do this, so Anthony ordered the, body, the boy's body to be brought to him and commanded it to rise and say who the murderer had been. Awakened from his death stupor, the young boy affirmed that Anthony's relatives were completely innocent of his death. His father was thus absolved and released from prison. One day a young woman found her baby lying dead on its back in the cot. Racked with grief, she ran to St. Anthony, weeping and begging him to call her child back to life. Sharing her pain, the saint encouraged her to have faith and told her, go home because our Lord will grant you this favor. She had faith in his words and returned to find her child, which she had left dead, busy playing in his cot. In another instance, a mother found her child in a cauldron of boiling water dead. She scooped the child up and brought him over to St. Anthony. 
St. Anthony prayed over the child, and he was immediately brought back to life with not one burn or scar on his body. St. Anthony was bringing about conversions even after death. One day this uh, uh, knight called Alejandro was entertaining with his family and lots of guests, and everyone was very excitedly talking about the miracles through St. Anthony's intercession. He, Alejandro mockingly emptied a drinking glass, which he held in his hand. He threw it to the ground, say, saying, if this is true, then this glass will not break. Until today, we can see this glass in the reliquary. It hit the stone ground and remained fully intact. Needless to say, the night was converted. In the countryside near Padua, a young girl called Aurelia fell into a ditch and drowned. Her grieving mother made a vow to our Lord and to his servant Anthony, promising to take a wax statue to Anthony's tomb if God would return her daughter to her alive. No sooner had she uttered this vow than before the eyes of everyone, the little girl moved her lips and coughed up the water she had swallowed. And so, thanks to the intercession of St. Anthony, the young girl regained her bodily temperature and came back to life. Please load our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Here is how to download our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Simply, with your iPhone or Android device, go to the App Store, search for Bob and Penny Lord app, and download it. It's that simple. Here's what you can do with our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Number one, the, there's a link to our marketplaces, our websites, uh, our uh, blog, and this podcast. The second link is to our Bob and Penny Lord TV channel, where you can access all of our videos as seen on EWTN, plus a whole lot more. Thank you very much.